Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by NXT extraordinaire reviewer Laurie Blake. How are you, sir? I'm all right, thank you. How is everyone else? Yeah, I think we're all doing okay. How has your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. I've been, uh, was here on Monday, as you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was I've been I've been mostly at home the last two days playing WWE 2K19, getting properly stuck in this time. Getting well into it now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've been downloading other stuff for some edits I'm doing, so I've mostly been checking my computer and then going, oh, I could probably just do another match. <laughs> Last night, uh, I finished work here, and I was going back home because I had a guy coming around to, uh, this is very boring house stuff, mm. measuring up for some heating that we're going to get done in the house. Finally, Whoa. I mean, because you were there for uh, my for Christmas mm-hmm. last year, that house was cold during the winter because oh, yeah. we've been there for nearly three years now and have never had heating in it, and it gets pretty cold in this country sometimes. <laughs> so we decided... Basically living in a cave. We're like, we're, like, we're not doing another winter with no heating, and we're now <laughs> nearing winter, we're like, we better get that heating sorted. So a guy came around yesterday to do some measuring up for us, and I thought to myself, oh, this is ace. I'm going to go home, I'm going to have a bit of time to actually play Fire Pro Wrestling. Because I've had it now for two weeks, and I've played it for approximately two minutes. Mm. Like, I've, I've turned it on, I've looked at the menu, and I've had to turn it off. So, like, I've, I've not even touched it yet. And I'm annoyed at myself, because I ordered it on Amazon, because mm. I like a physical copy of something. And so I ordered it on Amazon. Get to a sweet box. Love it, mate. Love a box. Love taking up space with things I don't need. And so I ordered the physical <laughs> copy of it. And it was going to arrive on Friday, the day the game came out. Mm-hmm. And then on that Friday, I got home. It wasn't there. So I checked on my emails. And Amazon had said, ah, there's a problem. It's not going to arrive now until the 15th of October, like, which was two weeks away. Aww. And I was like, oh, come on, lads. This is ridiculous. So I canceled that order. And I was like, all right, balls to it. I'm going to go download it. Then I had the issue of trying to find, through the PS Store, a non-deluxe version of the game. Because they mm. were only advertising like the super-duper uh, deluxe edition nonsense, which was £75. I'm not, I'm not, there I'm, are six more legs in this version. I'm not spending 75 quid on this game, mm. and I nearly got it on Amazon for 30 20 like, more hats. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not doing that. This is, that's ludicrous. And then eventually I went onto Twitter, and I was like, 
can anyone help me find the game? I just want the <laughs> game. I don't want the extra gubbins. I just want the game. And eventually someone said, you've got to go to this sub-menu here to find just the regular version of the game. So finally, I was like, you find the game page and you scroll all the way down. Yeah, I, yeah and I had to go across and find a sub-menu. Anyway, I found it eventually. So I spent £45 on it instead. Mm. Getting the... So, you know... Oh, no, it was 40 quid. So I spent an extra tenner. Yeah. As opposed to getting it for 30 quid on the physical copy. And lo and behold, we're now past the 15th. I would have had the physical copy for £10 <laughs> cheaper. And I still haven't bloody played it. Yeah, and you've got Spider-Man on the go as well. I know, oh. right? Oh, so anyway. Wastrel. So... I was like, I'm going to finally get home and play some Fire Pro Wrestling. What happened? Took me ages to get home. Got home. The lad basically arrived. And I was like, cool, right, here's it. Did the measuring up. And then my wife came home. And then we were like, right, now I've got to sort out dinner. Oh. So, and then watch The Apprentice. So, didn't get to play it Gotta again. get a Switch. Hope it comes out on the Switch and then get a Switch. Because <laughs> then you can play it all the time. Yeah. Even while doing other things. You could be cooking and playing it. Yeah, it's very true. You could be talking to your man and playing it. Mm-hmm. Talking to your wife and playing it. Oh, I mean, the last one I'm not sure I could ever get away with. Just, just be well when the apprentice is on surely that doesn't matter well no because I'm, I'm the one who wants to watch hey, the you apprentice just, like, look over the top of it it's fine oh, i love the apprentice there's not that much to take in on the apprentice there's so much to take in oh me and ollie could talk about that for hours uh we've got a nice email Dibs uh, in, in suits doing stuff <laughs> got a lovely email in from one of our pledge hammers uh jonathan the headmaster headman who sent us a very lovely message about um us helping him survive his 70-hour work week. So thank you very much for sending that message. Uh, but he also sent us a Wrestle Talk Get Better saying, Hello, Lance. I wanted to drop you a line, give you an update. I started a hashtag Get Better on August 12th at an unhealthy 390 pounds. Today I'm down to 367. Good start and many more to go. My goal is to get healthy enough to go on a mission trip to the Philippines in January. I love the podcast uh, and YouTube. I end up listening to both all the way through. Now that is dedication. That is dedication. Now for a wrestling question. Do you think WWE could pull off a double turn again who would you like to see that happen to right now i'd like to see that happen with champa and gargano i think they're already headed that way anyway keep up the consistent good work jonathan the headmaster headman um i don't know if it is going to be a gargano champa double turn and we talk about this a little bit in the episode as to mm-hmm. whether we think we're heading for a gargano heel turn but i don't see them turning champa baby face off the back of that no definitely not he would i it's such a waste. It's <laughs> such a waste. He's barely got started as a heel, I feel like. He's I too like, good as yeah. a heel. He's too good as a heel. And I, actually, I think he's come into his own since he won the belt as well. And I mm-hmm. think, like, he was obviously very good before, but now he's fantastic. So yeah. I think it would be such a, such a terrible waste to turn him face. Uh, I think, really, right now, the best double turn that this company could do would be Becky and Charlotte. Like and I mean, Ollie talked about this a little bit on the um, Wrestle Ramble Extra, which if you're a, one of our patron backers should be out on Friday. That's the aim is we're going to get out on Friday. We talked a little bit about that of like with, with Austin when they were presenting him as a heel in 1997 before really realizing what it was mm. they had. Um, and I would like to see them kind of like you know the company get smart and just be like, oh, I mean, we don't actually have to change Becky's character. No. We just need to present Charlotte as the heel. And we can stand this feud still makes sense. Yeah. Still, Charlotte's feud, a fact, she's a great heel. She's an amazing heel. She's so much better as a heel. Yeah. She's so much more entertaining as a heel. So I think if I was to say a double turn, it would be Becky and Charlotte, mm. and that's that's the way I would. Do it. I want to see a double turn in AJ versus Daniel Bryan at Crown Jewel, and they both go heel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> would that work? Can you do that? I don't know. 
Uh, we've got a nice little wrestling confession from here from someone who would like to remain vacant um, for reasons that will perhaps come evident. Hey, lads, I love all of the wrestling confessions on the podcast, and I thought I'd share my own. However, my brother, who is heavily involved in this story, is also a member of the SWAP Nation and hates it when I tell this story to his friends, let alone the entire SWAP Nation. So please keep this tell as a vacant name. story. I'm not going to say Tell that. us his say, name. I'm not going to say their name. Tell us the name. Nicky knows this. <laughs> Lukey knows the <laughs> secret. Do you know the old tagline of please don't try this at home? Well, growing up, my brother and I always ignored that and used to have wrestling matches in our backyard on a daily basis. However, as I am much younger and smaller than him, I would lose all of these matches due to having moves like the Batista Bomb, the FU, the Walls of Jericho, and the F5 done to me. The FU, I think you'll find, it's the AA. Mm. Well, it's a little bit back in the day. One day in 2008, during one of our regular backyard matches, my brother attempted a standing drop kick on me, missed, and then landed in a bindi patch. Now, that's something that I'm not familiar with. However, thankfully, uh, Vakin clarifies, any Aussie will know this is basically like landing in a pile of Mother Nature's thumbtacks. Oh, from a standing drop kick as well, which does not. Sound surely fun. he was already standing in the patch. Yeah, but with shoes, and yeah. you're like landing on your your side and your back and your exposed hands and I feel like look out, like, <laughs> look where you're standing. Unless of course there was like Jimmy Havoc and yeah. they were, like took off the wrestling boots and then you stand on yeah. it. Um, uh, anyway, he was on his hands and knees and in the perfect position for my allegedly favorite wrestlers finisher at the time, the Orton Punt. My brother ended up with an orbital fracture and a broken cheekbone, and I ended up with my first and final victory. As you can probably guess, we were both forced to retire after this scenario. I was grounded until my brother recovered from his injuries, which were about eight months, and we've never slammed again. Thanks again for the consistent work on the podcast from Vacant. Oh, that, that is, is brutal. <laughs> that's... Oh man, an considering, orbital fracture. Considering oh. they stopped uh, Rollins doing the stomp for a while because kids kept doing that into the pavement. Oh, mate. <laughs> like, to just be like, oh, the punt's fine though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. That is a, That is brutal. That's a brutal The story. worst I ever did was broke my bed. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I power bombed my pillows onto my bed and broke off quite a few of the slats, and had to had to like lift up the duvet and the, the mattress and turn them all around, so my dad didn't find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst I ever had was I, I broke a couple of like ornaments within a house just by mm. being idiots, basically putting your feet through things. Uh, but we're gonna uh, jump into the NXT review of this show now. We're gonna be talking about. Alistair Black's return to NXT and what that might mean for the future of the black and yellow brand. Here's the show. Over the last few weeks, months, you could even say, mm. Alistair Black has not been seen on television. He was mysteriously attacked uh, outside of Full Sail University as a way to get him out of the uh, main event of NXT Brooklyn 4 because he suffered an injury at the hands of Tommaso Ciampa on an NXT house show. And so he was written out these the storylines. And the way they did this was that he had a mysterious attacker. And since then, there's been these this storyline that William Regal has been investigating. He's been inquiring amongst all the, mm-hmm. the NXT wrestlers who attacked Alistair Black. Who well, fundamentally ran... been unhelpful. Oh, they've been so unhelpful. <laughs> Wasn't me. It's probably nope. him. Probably and him. I was him. Yep. And that other person goes, weren't me. Probably yeah. him. Oh, I'm just going around in circles. Who ran over Alistair Black has been the question. And Nikki Cross has been the only person who says... I know. I know who attacked Alistair Black, but she's not telling anyone. Nikki knows a secret, and she's not telling. However, 
in very the, unhelpfully very unhelpful particularly for poor old William Regal who's trying <laughs> to solve a bloody mystery poor Regal like he's if, just sat there just trying to do his job and everyone's being fundamentally like if Jonathan Creek was trying to like solve a murder which he often does mm. and one person kept saying like, oh I know the answer yeah, I know exactly yeah. how this happened it's like Poirot but if Poirot never did the bit at the end where he goes uh, it was you <laughs> <laughs> no that's even better because yeah, in my scenario it was someone who was teasing uh, uh, Jonathan Creek mm. but in this scenario and I like your one better Jonathan Creek knows the answer he's just not telling anyone yeah, exactly <laughs> you'll have to find it out through magic or something <laughs> um, it's probably like water or something to make the body flip, <laughs> lift up these stairs um, it's a nice obscure Jonathan Creek <laughs> reference but anyway the main event of this show was Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair in a match that I didn't think was all that much until the end which it got really good by the end of it mm. Uh, but at the end of it, the end of the match, rather, the finish, there was no finish to it. Lights went out. The start of Alistair Black's music played. I like that. It was just a... People didn't seem to react to that like I thought they would. Like, mm. There wasn't much sound from like the audience going like... It's like you know what his theme sounds like, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's definitely Alistair Black's theme. I wonder if it's because they were, they were so into this match, particularly mm. by the end of it. They were really, really into it. And it was like, it was a, it kind of sucked that it didn't have a finish, particularly because like the other double main event that they had of War Raiders also, didn't have, finish, also yeah. didn't have a finish. Um, but at the end of it, anyway, Alistair Black is sitting in the ring when the lights come back up. Bianca Belair is thanos into nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happened to her. She doesn't feel very good, Mr. Stark. And... He, uh, Nikki starts laughing, and I love this. Was a really, really great performance from Nikki. She was kind of laughing, and then she started mm. rolling around in the ring. And then Alistair Black just holds up her hands, like stop. It's like like Park Kent in in <laughs> <laughs> Man of Steel holds up her hand, and then slowly turns around and beckons her to come towards him. And then she whispers in his ear, presumably the secret that she is. Well, he had. says really, but really crossly, yeah. and quite like really quiet. So like yeah. the audience are going shh. <laughs> at this point which I thought was brilliant so good and he just goes tell, tell me, me tell me and Nicky Cross tells him presumably the secret and then he gets enraged mm. he gets TO'd as mm. some people might say <laughs> uh, he was mightily annoyed when he heard the uh, the name that presumably she whispered to him and and that was the end of the show. He just sort of stood up. He was just like, I'm so Nicky Cross right now. And he got my balls in a dress. He stood up. Not anymore. fine. That's what he went away for. And and that's how the show went off. But it was. I thought it was a really cool return. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a. It was a. It was a fun way to do it as well because it's. It's kind of like teasing the whole Nicky nose, but then having him come back in kind of a like. You don't tend to equate beyond the sort of Johnny Gargano Candice LeRae stuff you don't tend to equate the women's roster and the male roster as if like they might interact I don't know like beyond mixed match challenge I guess in like the main roster stuff but they've always kind of been separate entities so this is a nice way to have it sort of still feel like the NXT universe exists yes um as its own kind of like functioning thing yeah no I completely agree we've said this before mm. on this show and Ollie and I have talked about it as well about kind of creating the backstage environment to feel like a, a cohesive world as mm. opposed to being you are over here and you lot are over here and you shall never meet ever <laughs> and, it, and I thought it was really cool because it was like it was the Nikki Cross and Alistair Black. It was almost like the first time they've ever really been on screen together, mm. and it really did. I, th- I thought it made it a very nice MCU style world. Mm. It's like you know the first time you say you saw a uh, when Tony Stark walked in at the end of the Incredible Hulk, and you oh, were like, yes. "Oh my god, yeah. it's Robert Downey Jr. Iron they Man, friends, Iron Man's in an Incredible yeah. Hulk movie." And the good thing is, Alistair Black seems to have some sort of power to make Nikki calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm the f down, Nikki. Jeez. Now the TV tapings for the weeks leading up to uh, Takeover 
um, have been takeover war games have been filmed, mm -hmm. and I believe that I don't read NXT spoilers. spoilers. You've seen some spoilers. Do they reveal the name? Uh, I haven't seen that bit. I've only seen one singular post that is yes. about the war games. The war, match, yes, so that, that that's kind of common, which we'll try and skirt around because I have also unfortunately seen that. But I I did see someone say it was on our Discord chat that the the name of who attacked him has been revealed, Ooh. but I not seen that yet. So. I mean, if you have it's Tony Nice, it it's oh, it's bloody Tony Nice! I knew <laughs> it Tony. Be. It was all of his abs. They all like ganged up on him. Like yeah. they surrounded him. He didn't actually uh, attack him. Alistair Black walked into him, was absorbed by the abs, <laughs> and on the way out, he'd been crushed. Yeah, he ab attacked him. <laughs> and um, so the question is, who ran over Alistair Black? The main theory, I believe, that a lot of people are going with, mm. and I'm almost in agreement with this, is going to reveal to be Johnny Gargano. And he'll be the he'll be the master not mastermind, but he'll be the one who attacked Black outside. But because he, he wanted to take Champa for himself. Yes, and uh, and that, that's kind of why because Black's reaction to this was like really enraged. Mm. So this is clearly someone that he has got either a connection to or has had dealings with in the past somewhere. Because if and if Nicky Cross rolled up to him and was like, it was Otis Dozovich, his reaction would probably be, oh, oh really? Yeah. It oh, was, that, that's it, it, was, it was Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's genuinely who? surprising. Who, yeah. who is Tino Sabatelli? <laughs> but his reaction was more akin to just like, I bloody knew it. And yes, that, yeah. that bloke's such a dick. I knew he would do something like well, this. And then this could be like a, you know, and if it is Gargano, it could be a Gargano heel turn at this point. Like, you know, maybe he is, maybe he's been healed this whole time and we just didn't know. We like, couldn't see the woods for the trees. Yeah. Or Black comes back as a heel and starts just Black massing everyone. Yeah. Oh, you're like, trying to like say it was just, Alistair Black that ran himself yeah. over. I would, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe his injuries have turned him a bit you know, he's gone off the rails a bit. I wouldn't mm. mind him just walking around and super kicking people <laughs> in the head. Like, just not not even having matches anymore, but just as people walk out, he just... Black man. down they go. Off you go. Uh, but let's talk about the, the match itself. Or maybe we'll save that for the, the main review. Yeah, yeah let's, let's save that for the main review. But I, I thought this was a really, really cool return for Alistair Black. I think it's been a really fun story. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's been going on for much longer than it actually has. But that, that, that's a good thing. I'm saying that as kind of like praise for it. And... Someone said this on the Discord, and it's something that I, I really agree with. It's one of the few storylines in WWE as a whole mm. that have got fans guessing and kind of talking about yeah. and being like, what is this? What's going on? What could happen? Could it be this person? Could it be that person? Whereas at the moment, like the, uh, the main roster storylines are very much just, here are matches. These people do not like these people. This bloke's trying to get into this other lad's house off they pop yes yeah. Uh, whereas it is just like it's, it's all kind of like theory and stuff and I, I, I've been really enjoying that the, one, the only thing I haven't enjoyed about it and it's not really a criticism it's just it's the fact that they kept talking about Black like he was dead <laughs> <laughs> and it was like who attacked Alistair Black and it's like I know he's injured from this like from the, in, in the storyline he's injured from this attack Bobby Fish has been going into work. Like Bobby <laughs> Fish keeps he's injured, he keeps turning up. Said to hold the awards. Even more <laughs> in this episode. But like yeah, like why do, why haven't we seen him in hospital or anything? Like they he literally has disappeared from all television in any way, shape, mm. or form, or capacity. So it just feels like they're talking about someone who's dead. I, I, I can't And which obviously that, it yeah. makes sense it makes yeah, sense yeah. from the perspective of that's why his reveal, his coming back is much bigger. because mm. uh, we haven't seen him at all. But it's just funny to have this like murder mystery where it actually feels like he's been murdered. But like the end of uh, the reveal of Cluedo mm. would be that the murder victim just stood up and was like, "Nope, I'm fine." Yeah, actually, I. Oh, yes, or cool. it was me all along. <laughs> it was me again on me, <laughs> and I am the evil one. Come on.
Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, 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 this will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry. 
So NXT kicked off this week with that advertisement of their double main event. They've got the War Raiders versus Undisputed Era for the Tag Team Championships and Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. And they were really hyping this up as like this big time double main event. And that kicked off right away with War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era for those NXT Tag Team Championships in a match that was very... It was a standard tag match, a standard WWE tag match Mm -hmm. for quite a while. Uh, in which you know the babyface team run wild, then they get cut, they get cut off, and then they work over one of them. Or the heels work them over, and then the babyfaces get the hot tag and they run wild. But by the end of it, I thought this turned into a really terrific match. I think once they sort of got out of the standard formula, it was really, really good. I think even in the standard formula, I think the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly specifically, is so oh, it's good. Amazing. He's so good at that sort of like. We're just working over one joint here. Systematically like, going to destroy well, something. Obviously, that's what made that uh, the match against Moustache Mountain so good. Mm-hmm. A, a few, well, like a couple of months ago, was yeah, it? Yeah, That was amazing. Like I think them and the Revival, Undisputed Era and Revival, are, are masters of that kind of classic uh, tag team thing. And then they, they're, both of them are able to then progress from that into... They just use it as build. Yes. And that's what's so good about it. It's not like that's not the whole match. Other WWE matches, I think, much more rely on that as like you get the hot tag and then it's over after the hot tag usually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they managed to make it into this much longer story. This is only part of the spectrum of the whole match, and yeah. I think they use it to obviously slowly build hype, and then you get this hot tag and Hanson comes in, yeah, and just does insane stuff for a man. Oh of his man, size. it was absolutely awesome. I, remember I was in love with this match right from the get-go anyway because mm. obviously Kyle O'Reilly gets to play his air guitar so that means the match is instantly five stars regardless. <laughs> but <laughs> Roderick Strong Play comes, the sweet, sweet music, Kyle. And Roderick Strong comes down because the War Raiders do the, the war, war, war yeah. like with the, the devil horns throwing up. <laughs> Roderick Strong comes down and he starts going mm, 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 I, love, I love them. heel Roderick Strong. He's so good. <laughs> the face that he pulls with mm, He's got just, such a good He's just—he's such a good expressive face for being a heel. Yeah. Like, he was so bad as a baby face, and I think just because I didn't really like buy into him because uh, he's too kind of cheesy, and the character they gave him was very like twee. Mm. Now, as just like a really—I don't know—smug, horrible heel. It's—he has got yeah. the perfect face for that. And That's he's it. so good at expressions. I would—I would agree with that. I mean, I was into Roderick Strong as a baby face because mm. I thought what they did with him when they did those sort of video packages for him that really likes mm. you know broke into like his real life story and his real life tragedy it was at that point I was almost like you can never turn this man heel like you can like this story is too good you can never turn this man heel and then when they did that almost made the heel turn all the more shocking but now when you look at him when he comes out and he just acts like such a dick you're like God, I'd hate you. Yeah, I, I can't necessarily s- imagine him going back to being a face. No, now. exactly. Like, you never stay heel forever. You can never turn him baby face ever again. But he was really good in this match as well. He a really good like Olympic slam for for a near fall. They called well, it they the Olympic had, they slam. They had some as well, amazing. Yeah. They, they just had some amazing moves. I think yeah. the the four guys have great chemistry. Clearly, and like yeah. the whole thing kind of works. And I, I, you know, I love the idea that like the War Raiders come down and they've been attacking the Undisputed Era and they've been proving their strength the whole time. And so the Undisputed Era are naturally wary. There was a great moment where, um, I can't remember if it was Hanson or Rowe, but he was beating on Kyle O'Reilly and 
Roddy runs in from behind to try and get an attack and he just mm. turns around and Roddy goes <laughs> and like falls over like, yeah. I love that whole thing and then they, when they get the cheap shot and they suddenly get in control yeah. and then they start working over the limp oh, it just works so perfectly and I think what they worked really well in this match was that when the uh, when War Raiders were kind of on top and they were like you know running wild at the start Undisputed Era never looked incompetent they never looked like oh no. we're just being bumbling fools that are being beaten up and at the same time when the Undisputed Era were working over uh, I believe it was Hanson they were working Rowe over, Rowe they were working yeah. over for most of the match they the smaller one yeah they, which isn't the same match War Raiders <laughs> never looked like they were rubbish either no like it's just because Undisputed Era looked so good that it didn't make them look weak it didn't make them look bad mm. so I thought it worked really well and that then ties into when the War Raiders make their comeback and start running wild again I thought it just worked really well Adam Cole came down he got into the ring just decked him and just like you get out of here well, I love the catching his hand yeah. that was such a good I thought that was such a good moment like the obvious like I'm going for the disqualification here yeah. throws out a punch and he catches his hand is like Oh, and it knocks worked, him and then throws him out and it works so perfectly as well because yeah we were probably all expecting an Adam Cole run-in so they give you that Adam Cole run-in because then that's almost like that's the red herring to distract you away from the real run-in and the real DQ which is when Bobby Fish came down without his crutches running into the ring the knee brace and a chair hitting people with a chair Bobby Fish cleared to wrestle yeah. and it was great and it was a massive pop from the crowd really happy to see Bobby back because it's been you know over a year I think since he's last mm. had a match in NXT so it was really really cool to see I love the viciousness as well oh yeah so good. it just reminds you of how great Bobby Fish really was mm. and it was just and it was like and then Undisputed Era like they hit total elimination on row and they kind of left them laying and they stood tall all four of them standing there doing the pose you know the, the, the thing and just they did a badass man and yeah. it was like it's now I really like the Undisputed Era anyway like mm. I've, I've loved them since day one I thought this is a really cool faction when it was Cole O'Reilly and Fish I was like what an awesome faction then Bobby Fish sadly got injured and Roderick Strong came and you were like oh man there's still a really cool faction with these three over here mm-hmm. and Bobby Fish sort of over here holding a little trophy holding oh yeah holding a miniature version oh. of the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the uh, Dusty Classic so that was really cool. It was like those three and Bobby on the side. Now all four of them are cleared to wrestle. It's like a new era for the Undisputed Era. Mm. This is like Undisputed Era 3.0. Like, mm. and so I'm really, really excited for this new iteration of the team. Really fascinating. I stuff. just hope it's that. Like, I hope it stays around. And I like I've said before, and I've said it again. This is this could be WWE's Bullet Club if they mm-hmm. want it to be. And they, it could be multi. It could be multi-brand. It could have multiple members. People could come in and come out. And it, but it could always be a thing. It doesn't have to be one of these ones that gets dropped. Could be like what the Nexus could have been if they hadn't have <laughs> fed it to Cena back oh, in the day. Yeah, I mean, don't get me started on the Nexus. Good <laughs> lord. Um, uh, that was so. I thought it was a really, really decent match. Uh, we then got Britt Baker versus Shayna Baszler. A nice little sort of exhibition match for Shayna Baszler ahead of her Evolution match against Kyrie. When Sane. Britt Baker came out, I was like. Oh, yeah. it's nice to see Britt Baker. I and then I was like, shame she's going to get fed to Shayna Baszler. Because they advertised, like, they had the graphic up saying, like, Shayna Baszler in action next. And I'm like, instantly, I'm like, awesome. Because yes. I love Shayna Baszler and she's great. And then poor old Britt Baker came out and I had the exact thing. I was like, oh, Britt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, poor Britt. It's like, oh, so nice she's here. And, like, on the same night, Adam Cole's here. Brilliant. Lovely yeah. for them. And then, yeah. Baszler comes out and <laughs> oh, no. smashes up her you, arm. I was going to say, you Absolutely are Absolutely smashes mate. up her arm. Yeah, so if you're not aware because you didn't watch uh, uh, Laurie's amazing video on this, Britt Baker and Adam Cole, uh, IRL, real-life couple. Um, so, and, uh, and this was very much just Baszler dismantling Britt right from the start of this. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this as well. Is Britt Baker the second person who appeared at All In to appear on a WWE show now? 
because Ray obviously is now he mm. had his match on Smackdown this week yes or you know, you know Tuesday night so is Britt Baker now the second person I was trying to think if there's anyone else who was on that show that's also had a WWE appearance Oh. I can't think if you know well, and there's rumours that Chelsea Green's also signed and is at the performance centre yes because she's had so. tryouts before yes, yeah. Yeah, so. but if, you, if anyone in the comment section can think of anyone else let us know because I think that would be a quite an interesting topic they probably just wrote their shopping list as it was happening <laughs> just sitting there just going that one yep, yep. And, um, yeah, and yeah, I'll have one of them oh a Lucha Brother I'll have one of them yeah, yes take, please just one just, <laughs> just one single Lucha Brother thank oh, you oh that's a tough call if you could only pick one of them I would have Pentagon I mean, like, yeah. he's just had like and that's the thing is like he overshadows Phoenix only because he's had such amazing matches with such amazing opponents I think but Phoenix is the stuff he can do is unbelievable and I think that's why I mean we're going well off topic here but I think I would almost go for Phoenix because I'm thinking like from a business side of thing how marketable is Phoenix you put him in the ring you get him to do his big flip-de-do nonsense mm. and all of a sudden the kids would be like I'll have a mask, please. Basically, well, true, what, yeah. what you could have you done... You could have done with Pentagon, though. If you get them both, just get them both, put them on yeah, 205. Pentagon's so, suddenly, he's so scary, though. Yeah, he is like, scary. Kids go up to Pentagon, Pentagon be like, buy my mask! Oh, God. Where Phoenix is like, hey, guys, I'm Ray. <laughs> yeah. And like he seems much more nicer. Um, it basically is what they could have done with Kalisto, but they decided not to, because Lucha House Party or whatever it is, or any, or any of the uh, Lucha House Party, which might still be the worst tag team name in WWE. Hmm. I, that is for me Lucha House Party is so much worse than Boss and Hug Connection really I think it's worse than The Besties while those are disgustingly bad Lucha House Party is just <laughs> aggressively horrible it's just it's just uh, it's actually really like sort of like the Lucha Sorry Party it's just like <laughs> here you go guys like yeah. we don't have anything for you to do and we don't really have uh, triple tag titles on Cruiserweight Division yeah. but we keep having triple tag matches <laughs> yeah. so you're a faction now because you're all from Mexico yeah house party end of so anyway uh, Shayna Baszler was work, like systematically destroying uh, Baker's arm and then she does the arm break spot and they call for the <sighs> bell it was really really great I thought Baker's selling of the arm was really awesome yeah, was like, really good. like screaming and, and agony and pain and then as she stands up like she gets to one knee Baszler comes up step up shining wizard right to her face lays her out Baszler is the best and, and she that, walks out yeah, that is an awesome finisher as well like she's got mm. like you know the Kurafara the Kurafuda clutch the, the, the Bada Bada clutch and then like that's all really awesome in that and you know the, the arm break thing but having that step up shining wisdom it's like another wrinkle to your arsenal mm. I thought it was, I think that's a wicked wicked addition Baszler, so Baszler is so amazing she is got she's so good I've started using her music in WWE 2K19 because <laughs> I was like <laughs> you don't you don't well you don't you can't play as a woman in the career mode so I was no. like I'll never meet Shayna Baszler this is perfect I'll, I'll steal her music <laughs> uh, we've got a hype package for Only Lorcan and Danny Birch, who are going to be in action next. But before we get to that, William Regal is being interviewed off screen. Uh, and, you know, that, that voice off screen, Mr. Regal, what do you think about this? And he said he's, uh, he's <coughs> asked, uh, well, Regal's asked about Nikki Cross, and he says that Black is going to be back soon. And once he, uh, once uh, Cross has had her match with Bianca Belair, he's going to get some answers out of Nikki Cross. However, Good luck, Regal. Black got there first, and he actually did get the answers, which William Regal has been unable to do. I've been bloody asking this woman, can you tell me who it was that attacked her? Crying out loud, crying out Nikki, loud. Just tell me. I just need to know before <laughs> Black comes back, otherwise, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and then we got tag team match Only Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Tian Bing and Rocky. My first note would be for Rocky, 
you need a new name because there's no way in hell you're getting onto the main roster with that name. Like, no. Why would you give yourself a name that instantly makes you think of Rocky Maivia, yeah. The Rock, or the boxer Sylvester Rocky, Stallone, yeah, Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa? Like, and when there's Becky Balboa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and The Rock. You need, yeah. yeah. yeah that, the problem is, also, they're just going to go, well, you're going to have to have a Chinese name, aren't you? Like, that's the... Yeah, possibly. But anyway, so Tian Bing, it was, um, he's one of their big Chinese signings. He was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal a couple of years ago. So he's like, kind of like one of their big hot prospects, you know, to try and mm. like appeal to that market over there. Kind of the way that Jinder Mahal was there. Yeah. But apart from... The and John Cena's hair. Yeah. Difference is that Tian Bing's actually uh, reportedly very good. I've not seen like a full... Uh, match with uh, Tian Bing. He chucks out a roundhouse in this that looks sick. Yeah, it was a really, really wide. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Although, I love this. They have got proper Street Fighter entrance music. Mm. Like, it's... it's, I love the... I've actually written cool musics in my name. (laughs) Cool (laughs) musics? It is. I was like, that's fine. It proper sounds like a level in Street Fighter. Like, that would be his level theme. Um, Like, in the 16-bit days. Um, I I wanted to be called Bing the Merciless. (laughs) Um, Bing gets a really good showing in this, but he tags in Rocky, and that leads to Birch getting tagged in. It was a very short sort of squash match, really. Um, it was like a showcase match, I should say, for mm-hmm. uh, for Birch and Lorkin. And they hit their their sort of spike DDT for the win, and it was fine. You know, it was absolutely fine. Yeah, I like the fact that uh, Birch and Lorkin have uh, new trunks. Yeah. They actually get to have, like, someone's actually made them something finally like because they were just wearing the black for ages both of them separately mm. initially which was just like you are wearing jobber gear like <laughs> if, they, if anyone was wearing jobber gear it's you two and then they got matching jackets first of all yeah but now they've got matching uh trunks and kick pads and stuff yep. but in different colors so they actually look like they're being pushed as a proper team now which yes. is fine because for how long were we watching only Lorcan matches? I was like watching only Lorcan matches and I was going, this guy is amazing. Why is he not getting any push? And it's like- so uh, quite famously on this channel, Ollie doesn't really watch NXT. Mm. Uh, he, when he gets a free moment, he tries to watch bits and pieces, but he's such a busy man doing business, business, business to make sure this channel runs effectively that he can't watch NXT, which is why we do these reviews. But when it was that Birch and Lorcan series of matches, I, did, I kept saying to him, I was like, you've got to watch these matches. Mm. God, they're good. Because it is just two dudes knocking the ever-loving crap out of each other, and it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, and their match they had at TakeOver uh, earlier this year against the Undisputed Era was mwah, was perfect. So good. William Regal uh, announces the, that when they make an announcement that he's going to reveal the NXT Championship match for TakeOver War Games 2018. So we'll find out what that is next week. If you've read the spoilers, you probably already know. And finally, in the main events, we got the second half of this double main event between Bianca Belair and Nicola Cross and the crowd were absolutely rabid for this match mm-hmm. like they were really into when Bianca Belair comes out because she is a star she just carries star presence about mm. it she's so good and she's undefeated and then Nikki Cross once Cross came out and people hear that music it was so good. Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regret put up mm. an amazing tweet earlier today. He said, "Like, are there still people that really wish Nikki Cross got called up with the rest of Sanity? Yeah, because she swallowed by SmackDown. Yeah, because like, what have Sanity done since going to the main roster? Absolutely sweet FA. So mm. it's actually been really good for Nikki to be like kind of separate herself away from Sanity and have this like awesome series and stuff down the there. The thing of- is now, if she went up to the main roster and joined." sanity she might be the thing they need like oh, she, yeah. she might be the sudden quite. injection of star power that makes them a really big deal quite yeah or they, she just gets swallowed up by that sanity black hole of nothingness and yeah. just like and she ends up doing nows on the main roster which the, would be the worst yeah. thing the the you're too similar to the bludgeon brothers <laughs> <case>. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're way too similar to the Bludgeon Brothers. So. I put them on the same brand then. Yeah. yeah, you could have seen this coming quite oh. easily. Anyway, so the crowd were really rabid for this match. And as I said, like I didn't think it was particularly great in these sort of early goings, mm. but as it got to the end, like it really, really picked up. And I think they built up some really nice steam, like to, to build to this like hot finish, where we unfortunately didn't get finish. Um and there was like I would also say as well that Bianca Belair might have my favourite standing moonsault. Mm. Like, it's so good. It's crisp as anything. Yeah, that, that spot, though, where she does the handspring over and yeah. then does the moonsault. Yeah, yeah. I think like, the actual standing moonsault itself is so good. Like, it, usually when you see people do it, you kind of like feel the kick of their legs to pull themselves over. Bianca Belair just goes, blurp. Yeah. And just it's she used, to do, she used to do gymnastics, right? Yeah, so, so she used to do like every sport under the sun, apparently, according to that, that yeah, video that, package I did on NXT. She used to sprint and yeah. do various other things. They essentially, like, her challenge was like, I'm just going to be the best at everything. Yeah. And now I am the best at everything. So I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Bianca Belair. And she's the also gorilla got gorilla press like, oh. uh, squats. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, the third squat, not so. Like, it was very much, a, I'm, go- I'm doing three of these, but I don't really want to do this third one because yeah. it's quite, actually, oh, this is quite heavy. But yeah, she presses her out of the corner. It was really, really awesome. Like, does this, and then she hits this uh, a giant sit-out powerbomb. Nikki still kicks out of that, and there's a like, crowd are really, really picking up into this. And she starts oh, the like powerbomb is off a pin, isn't it? As yeah. Well. Oh, it was amazing stuff. Uh, and then Nikki gets a reverse DDT for a near fall. She dives off the top rope, but Bianca Belair whips her with the rope. Still seeing people calling that a foreign object. It's her hair. Like, well, it depends on what she, it depends on what she's tied the end of it with. Like if well, she had a little decoration. Yeah, if it was a knife, then yeah. I could understand what you're saying, but it's not. It's That's the opposite of tying your hair, Luke, <laughs> putting a knife in it. Like, yeah, if she had a steel chair on the end of her head, yeah. I'd understand, but it's like, it's just her hair. I like, like that. like saying, if your, your arms are not a foreign yeah. object. I wouldn't mind hardcore Bianca Belair with, like, various <laughs> objects attached to her hair that she just whips around. She whips her hair back and forth. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I would... Uh, uh, a tornado I'd... of knives. <laughs> tornado of... <laughs> Um, I mean, perhaps that would be better than her covering herself in glitter because that ju- that gets everywhere. Yeah, it was all over. That's the why ring. this was the last match. <laughs> <laughs> it was the glitteriest ring yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Alistair Black was lucky to not be covered in <laughs> glitter for his big moment where he was really cross. He got his his face was just gold. Yeah, no, he just got backstage. He was like, "I'm sh- I'm covered in glitter." The shuffle. Uh, <laughs> that was more Sean Connery. It was more Sean Connery. Alice, yeah, I was I was going to try to go for the. I didn't want to do I went out gold shade member, and then I got covered in <laughs> glitter. And I got attacked. I'm I got sh- run over. <laughs> I, d- I didn't want to do. I was completely attacked. I just didn't want to do. I love gold. I didn't want to do that version of the uh, voice. Um, ooh, but anyway, that's a keeper. <laughs> oh, that's a keeper. Um, anyway, so there was kind of like some good near falls and stuff here. And then we get a superplex by Nikki Cross, and that's when the lights go out. Black is back all in. We're going to win. Check it out. Yeah, yo, come on. Here we go again. That's the end of the show with the Alistair Black stuff that we talked about at the start of this when he's very, very annoyed. Overall, I thought this was a very good show. Um, it was kind of a shame that both the big main events matches that they teased didn't have finishes. Yes. It's kind of like my bit of a gripe I've got with NXT at the moment is kind of they don't want to pin anyone unless it's a squash match mm. so sometimes it just really feels that it's a not like no one really gets anything it's just we have these amazing matches yeah. that sometimes just don't have finishes we saw it in the the ricochet Pete Dunn match a couple of weeks ago and it and it, with both of them here neither of them having finishes a bit deflating a little bit yeah it's a shame it's because they, and it's obviously because they're building up to pay-per-views that are much further apart from the regular main roster stuff and also they're working with a smaller pool of people so it's going to be the same matches anyway Mm -hmm. there's only so many Cassius Onos in the world that you can be like (laughs) we can just beat up Cassius it's fine (laughs) 
we'll get we'll get Bing out. Bing yeah, will get <laughs> Bing. Bing, Bing will go, go down. He can take a beating. But like, um, and that, I think that just means like to build these feuds, they have to go on for so long as well. Like you know, it's been a couple of months this War Raiders undisputed era thing, and they've kept them apart for ages. This is the sort of first time they've met in the ring properly to build to. You, you're assuming a match at War, War Games of some description. Um, but yeah, that's still a while away as far as we know. Absolutely, so, yeah, we're yeah. at the end of November. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I thought it was a really, really good show. I'd have given it a four out of five. Mm. Um, I reckon if I was, if we were scoring things, and we've had a, a few people ask us if we're going to talk about NXT UK because that debuted last night as well. I don't, you haven't seen the show I've not yet. seen it yet. Uh, no. I've seen most of it. I haven't seen the main event yet, but um, I would say that it is fine. It was, wasn't much of a show. Um, you had Joe Coffey beating Mark Andrews in the opening match, which was all right, and Flash Morgan Webster came down to make the save. Um, good video package for Eddie Dennis, Mustache Mountain cutting a promo about the NXT Tag Team Championships, uh, and then two squash matches, two enhancement matches for Dave Mastiff and Tony Storm, and then the main event of Pete Dunne and Noam Dar, which I've been told is, is good, um, so I'm going to watch that later on today. But I would say that... I've been thinking about it a lot on the way into work, kind of like why I didn't think this was a particularly great show. And it really felt like that WWE or NXT wanted to launch this brand, which we saw Mm. when they did the NXT Championship tournament thing at the Royal Albert Hall earlier this year. And Triple H and Johnny Saint came down to announce the NXT UK brand. They clearly had bigger plans than that announcement. What Mm. they wanted to do was that announcement, and here is where it's going to air on TV. Yes. But that never happened. And so, I mean, we've heard, you know, rumblings that they were doing things with BT Sport. They were trying to get uh, involved with them, but Sky shut that down because they've already got a partnership with them. I don't think Sky were interested in having it. They were trying to get in with ITV, but ITV had their own WOS uh, Mm -hmm. wrestling brand that they were more interested in doing. So it felt like Triple H wanted to get this onto a British channel. So it was only a UK show. Yeah. But... In order to do that, they also had to tape some TV. They had to announce TV tapings for this product in mm-hmm. case they did get a TV deal. And these TV tapings, from what I've read and what I've been told and what we've seen here, almost feel like placeholder episodes. Yes. We announced TV tapings, so we've got to do them, but we're not really going to do anything with these TV tapings until we can get a deal. Well, yeah, or, exactly. You can't go crazy on characters no, right exactly. now because yeah. people, if you start doing a deal and there's already six months worth of backstory you know say six months down the line they get a tv deal people are gonna be like so why did dave mastiff run that man over yeah, or yeah, do yeah. that thing or you know whatever so they they have done certain things like they've crowned an nxt uk women's champion uh when given any spoilers here because i think that's going to air in a couple of weeks but i think that as a product this will get interesting and it will be really good TV once they're out of this period. Once they're out of these TV tapings mm-hmm. that they've done, like the new ones they've done at Plymouth uh, over the last couple of uh, the, the last <coughs> couple of nights this week, that might be sort of like the new era of NXT mm. UK when you want to watch that because that's when they know this is a weekly product. It's going to be airing on the WWE Network at this time. So now we can start doing storylines and things like. We know we're going to be doing this on a weekly basis. Yeah, exactly. As such, what we've got at the moment is like a good few months of tv tapings that aren't really leading to anything so they'll probably be good hopefully just good matches yeah, yeah they'll be good matches but there won't be anything groundbreaking as of yet but Less i do that natter bit yeah. more matches but i do think that we're going to get to a point once they've got out of this initial tv tapings that they did in july and start the tv tapings that they've done now mm. that's when it's going to become a really interesting product to keep an eye on so that's 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 kind of like my my take on on nxt uk at the moment 
Uh, but I'm going to watch that main event today because apparently it's quite good. And we've got this in from Nate Simpson. Hi, Luke. I love all the content you have on your channel. I have no complaints across the board, but when this sounds like a complaint, I think you guys should do more storylines. I love the stuff you did with El Fakedor, and even Ollie's jacket was one of the best parts of the show. I also love the stuff you did with Cultaholic. I think you guys mixed well, and since then, you're my two favorite channels, Cultaholic being second. So I just want to suggest more storylines because I think a lot of your viewers really like them. Thanks for all the stuff you do. I watch all the time. Well, thank you very much, Nate. However, you might be alone in that one because when we did do storyline things we got a lot of messages people going like why are you doing storylines just read the news what storylines were we doing this was my life <laughs> i mean in fact we sometimes get messages from people who go like why do you do jokes just read the news uh, people on some people on youtube though aren't they they're just you know they just want, want to complain to... for the sake of complaining yes and there's also i think there's also the idea that people have like it's 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 the idea that i think uh, pr companies and various other people have latched onto all these seo specialists are like People will only what people's attention spans only one minute long. It's like, yeah, and God forbid you put a, a bit of humor in there or you talk <laughs> about beer or something. My God. But like, it can't be true for like everyone, can it? Like, I watch 40 minute videos, I watch uh, Critical Role most weeks, and that's four hours long. Yeah. And I don't lose interest because the content is engaging and I want to hear the story. So, surely. If storylines are engaging and people want to people want to watch them, they'll come back to watch them. That's yeah. that's always been true of stories, and I think you know just saying that YouTube should just be a blast of facts at you as quickly as possible. Yeah, because we also get why is the video over five minutes long? It's like oh, well, I don't know. If you want to find if you want to find out the news in the quickest time possible, read it yourself. Yeah, or click a short yeah, video. Find it and read it yourself. Yeah. Or alternatively, come to us and have us comment on the news, make silly jokes, do stupid storylines, and hopefully that's what everyone likes about this. Yeah. I would hope, anyway. I would hope so, anyway. Otherwise, we'll just get one of those uh, Stephen Hawking machines <laughs> to read it out. <laughs> That'd be fine. Like a speaking spell. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, I mean, we do, we have talked about, like, if we are going to do more storylines and, and things like that. The problem is... I think that we often come up with ideas but never have a finish in mind. No. And we'll just be like, oh, this will be really funny. And then we're like, oh, now we need to end it. And I don't know how. If you want more on that, I would... Case in point, the hair. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put it under my hat. Um, Case in... And if you want a a good example of that, I would read... I would certainly recommend... I mean, I recommend it anyway. The WrestleTalk magazine, the issue six, Ollie went in... He did an article about the plans we had for that WrestleTalk versus Cultaholic storyline and where it sort of went in and out of or oh, this will be the plan or now we'll actually do this because we haven't actually thought of anything else to do oh we thought this would be really good oh actually that's a bit rubbish now we need to do something else but we need to get it done quickly so I'd, I, yeah go and absolutely buy that so I'm from wrestletalk.bigcartel.com this from Harrison Berry hi Luke and Ollie slash Laurie wanted to write in about an incident that I was reminded of because of this segment this is Wrestling Confessions so back in the day around 2008 is another one from the same time period so back in the day around 2008 I was massively into wrestling I was about 8 at the time and my favourite wrestler was Jeff Hardy I wanted nothing more than to be a wrestler. So when my parents got me and my sister to trampoline for Christmas, I knew this was the best time to start practicing for my eventual career in WWE. I got a bunch of my friends who weren't as into wrestling from down the road and we put together some matches. I was in the middle of a match with my friend when this happened, having a five-star match at this point. However, if we'd have been in Tokyo Dome, it would have got seven. That joke is so so played out at this point. <laughs> it's not even true. Um, so he was in his back. He was in... Uh, try that again. So he was on his back and I 
knew it was time to go to the finish. I stand up to do the Jeff Hardy gun thing with my hands and go for the Swanton Bomb. It was at this point I knew I'd effed up. In the middle of my rotation, my knee somehow hit him in the nose and I pr- oh, hit me in the nose and I pretty much passed out in midair. I went flying over my friend, hit my back on the metal ring that makes up the trampoline and then my face hit the ground. I then woke up, nose pouring with blood and I thought I'd broke my back Batman style. Turns out I'd actually sustained no real injuries from this and that was the end of my wrestling career. Sorry for the long email. P.S. I know you'll enjoy this, Luke and Ollie's. I'm going to Weezer. I'm going to a Weezer and Pixies concert for my birthday soon. Hopefully all they play is the Blue Album. Much love from South Carolina. Um, well, I mean, I hope you enjoyed Weezer and the Pixies. That's quite a good combination. Um, and, ooh, ow. I am terrified of trampolines for that very reason. I do not like the metal structure around it. I love trampolines. I, I think trampolines are hilarious fun, but I find myself terrified on them because I, I have these nightmares of my feet going in between, <laughs> like the joints, and oh, it makes my it makes my skin crawl. I used to do trampolining. Uh, I used to have lessons when I was fifteen. Yeah, for quite a few years. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Like you, you eventually. My teacher, his big review of my trampolining skill was that he's got. You've got. He said you've got very good spatial awareness. So I would always know where I was on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. He's like, you've got very bad body awareness. <laughs> <laughs> you can't control. You can't point your toes. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't control like a tuck or anything like that. But I can apparently not fall off. So well. nailing half of it. <laughs> Uh, This from Adam Emon, a submission into Poetry Corner. I land in London, a city I've never been to. It's a business trip. I have all night. Need something to do. I could go to the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert. A picture from there worth a thousand likes on the gram. I could explore, find a pub, a restaurant. Never been here before. Where do I start? I wander around. Busy place. Shuffling between people. Travellers. Locals. I encounter some friends of friends setting off fireworks. I'd rather not. As I weigh my options, suddenly I remembered who's hailing from London. Wrestle talk. Still wandering around, lost. I had to give it a shot. They'll know what to do, or maybe we'll hang out. I get out my phone, file up the old Twitter machine, search Luke Owen. But I can't. Broken. Time's wasting. Beyonce's on stage. Fireworks going off. I try WrestleTalk.com. Nout. Still getting knocked around, hard to see my phone screen, looking for a place to pee. Maybe I should try WrestleTalk.tv. Boom! Fireworks! Bap! Jay-Z! Chaos all around me! Getting shuffled in the bustle, and I still have to pee. Why can't I reach WrestleTalk? And then I woke up. So that's from... um, (laughs) That's from Adam Emond, who addressed that to Luke and Ali. Uh, So thank you very much for that email, uh, Adam. It was a very, very nice Poetry Corner submission. Uh, Sorry we couldn't meet you while you were over in London. um, Or if you you weren't in London. In your dream world. In your, in your fanta- in fantasy dream world. It's always frustrating when you're having a dream and nothing works. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh, this from Butter Toes. We like to end off our podcast with some Wrestle Talk Get Betters. If you want to send any of your questions in or any of your uh, submissions for the mailbag here on Wrestle Talk on the podcast, the Wrestle Ramble, Luke at WrestleTalk.com. This from Butter Toast. Hello, LOL, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I was inspired by all the Wrestle Talk Get Better stories, and I decided it was time to get back into shape myself as I haven't exercised regularly in nearly six years. I have two kids, and even though I'm in my mid 20s, I'd like to start living a healthier life so I can be around them for 
for as long as I can. My wife and I are on day seven of a whole 30-day diet. We've also started jogging, the real jogging, at the park across our street. My current short-term goal is to work up to be able to run a 5K non-stop. As always, thank you for the consistent work, your pal Buttered Toast. Thank you so much for that email. And what am I saying? Absolutely. Keep up at it. And I like you, I'm also trying to run a 5K without stopping. Um, which I'm going to be trying again this coming Saturday with um, the park run. I probably won't. What a dream Saturday. Well, yeah. Not. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I've also got to do loads of housework. But you and I are going to a party in the evening, so that would be at least fun. Yeah, have you got a mask yet? Yeah, no, well, I, I was lucky because I had a mask from Secret Cinema's Moulin Rouge. Oh, yes, you said. So I had to buy one for that anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so for, for the people who are unaware, we're going to uh, a friend's 30th birthday, uh, and the theme is a masquerade ball. I have a mask uh, that I bought many years ago in Venice. Is it Abyss's mask? No, it's not, <laughs> but it's it's close. <laughs> it's it's um like for the purposes of not buying a new mask, mm-hmm. I might wear this mask, but it is terrifying. So my other option is I'm just going as El Fakador. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'll be honest, I can't see the masks lasting too long anyway. Well, Sp- speaking mm. to the to a friend of ours, the only reason he's having a masquerade ball is because he bought a mask for a masquerade ball years ago and has never used it since, uh, and is essentially looking for an excuse to use well, it. And he again. likes wearing a suit as well. He loves wearing. So I had a very long conversation with my girlfriend last night about this, and she was saying, "Just buy a mask on the internet." And I was like, "Look at me, <laughs> me in a mask. There is no mystery. It's a room <laughs> full of people I know." And you put a mask on. Like I feel like masks are always like masquerade balls are either Moulin Rouge style thing or like an eyes wide shut. I, was gonna say, weirder, I, hope, I hope it's a, not an eyes wide shut. That kind of weirder end of the spectrum. Kind I mean, of I thing. like all of you, but I'm not getting into an eyes wide shut situation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just saying like that's the situation. So what's the point of me putting a mask on? <laughs> be like that's definitely Laurie I was going to say I think all of us have fairly identifiable things about us Yeah. so like if I see a giant ginger beard walking towards me I'm like well that's Laurie I'm, just I'm gonna not, t- not going to go that, that might be Mason I'm I not just, sure I though. might just draw a little mask on that's <laughs> Uh, and finally, this wrestle talk get better from Barry Smith. Hi, Luke and Ollie, and I'm presuming he also means Laurie. At this time, at the time of writing, it's National Mental Health Awareness Day. I thought I'd drop you an email to say how much wrestle talk has helped me with my depression. Having suffered for a number of years with the illness, it's been very difficult for me to stay mentally focused on day-to-day life. Thankfully, wrestle talk entered my life, and I've been an avid podcast listener and YouTube viewer for some time. Your podcasts have made bad days bearable, and I just wanted you two, three, to know how much I appreciate appreciate all the consistent content you produce. Wrestle Talk Get Better has made me focus on my writing and helped me hide the negatives and accentuate the positives in my life. Thank you for your work. Much love, Barry Smith. Well, thank you, Barry, uh, for getting in touch with us. And thank you very thank much you. For, for letting us know. It, it, we, it really means a lot to us to get those sorts of messages. Glad to be of service. Absolutely. We very much are glad to be of service. But unfortunately, that is all we have got time for on this episode. Uh, Ollie and I will be back on Saturday with the magazine show and possibly fantasy booking warfare we teased this on the uh, the wednesday episode but ollie's kind of like his rhetoric at the moment is that he needs a good week to ignore fantasy booking warfare and then come up with an idea at the last minute so but then having said that he texted me last night that was just like i've got an idea so it may happen this week we don't know yet i've got i'm formulating some ideas in my head as well for mine um and as a tease for the pod swafters and podcast listeners we're going to be introducing a new element 
a new competitive element to fancy booking warfare. So keep an eye out for that if it does happen this Saturday or possibly next Saturday. But we definitely will have the magazine show. We'll talk about the biggest news story of the week, as well as your crap gimmicks and mailbag questions from Pledge Hammers. Thank you very much for listening. I've been the Cohen. We've been Laurie Blake. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.